Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Nov Education. As always, I am your host, Noved. We rolling solo today, ladies and gentlemen, just like old times. It is Friday night, September the 30th, and we got a good show for you today. We're going to finish the week two breakdown start sits. If you have any questions, again, hit us up in our DMs. I feel like I never give much love to the beat, you know what I'm saying? Shit nice, bro. Shit nice. Shout out to 5AM Beats. Go ahead and follow him. If you guys need any uh, intros or beats to rap on, sing on, hit up 5AM Beats. But anyways, like I said, we got the rest of the week four matchups. And today, you know, we got the basically the, the end of the news, you know what I'm saying? Some... Uh, some of my starters, my starting lineups is out, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good. Later on, we could talk um, talk college football, baby, because my, Tro- <laughs> my Trojans is in there like swimwear, baby. We got Arizona State tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow. Can't wait for it. 7.30 at the Coliseum. I will not be there. I'll be watching it from the comfort of my own pad. Shout out to all my Trojans out there, all my Trojan fans. Fight on, baby. Fight on. Uh, but let's get this Thursday night breakdown going a little bit, you know. This was actually a pretty dope game. Pretty fun game, except for, you know, let's talk about the obvious. Um, Tua, Tua, I always have a hard time pronouncing his last name, but Tua, uh, he ended up getting hurt, man. It uh, it didn't look right, man. It was one of the most, you know, I've seen some scary fucking moments in sports, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, homeboy, fuck, I've seen Alex Smith fuck his shit up. I've seen homeboy, that basketball player from Louisville. Yeah, if y'all know what I'm talking about, y'all know what I'm talking about. I see Marcus Camby's fucking leg bend backwards, you know what I'm saying? Uh, this was different, man. This was a little bit scary. You know what it also reminded me of when um, I was watching it yesterday was uh, Javid Best. For those of you guys who remember who Javid Best is, was, uh, or is, still is, uh, running back for, uh, he was for the Lions, but I'm talking about when he was in Cal, bro. And there was a point where... Um, he ran it in. Badass running back, though, you know. Was supposed to be, like, one of the next Reggie Bush tiers, you know what I'm saying, after Reggie Bush. That's beyond the picture. Uh, but he ended up diving into the end zone, and he hit his back, and, like, his body froze up. Kind of similar to how Tua froze up. Uh, that was a scary scary, uh, scary sight, but um, 
you know, he, I think uh, he should take as much time as he needs, bro. That I didn't think he was going to get back in the game last week after he went down, you know, and like the big, uh, the big news came out that, oh, that they were going to actually investigate. The word they used was investigate, you know, uh, but they always do that for any concussion protocol. But now <laughs> it may look like an investigation, bro, but he had uh, the head and uh, neck issue. So, you know, while you know, I'll just happy. We don't like to see this shit in sports. You know what I'm saying? So we're all just happy he's okay right now. He was able to move all extremities. But while he was in there, man, he was willing and dealing, bro. He was willing and dealing. Tyreek Hill looked nice. He looked exactly like Tyreek of old. You know, the playmakers are going to make plays, bro. And Tyreek was really doing exactly that. Uh, he didn't have a... He had a big fantasy game without a touchdown. So that should tell you how valuable Tyreek Hill is, not only to a real NFL team, but to a fantasy squad and he's on three of my fantasy squads you know i got a lot of tyree kill in a lot in this year i've never had tyree kill i've never had debo you know what i'm saying and there's in two leagues i have have them both you know what i'm saying in another league also i have justin jefferson and stefan diggs but i never had teams like this before but <laughs> uh tyreek was the real deal uh chase edmonds got in there with some you know he got in there with a touchdown to save the day uh I, we were both kind of right you know Mostert was getting the deal done you know when he was running the ball, trying to outrun that clock. But uh, I think the touchdown is more valuable, especially for running backs of these these tiers. Um, so Chase Edmonds, good start. I'm not going to say I called that Vic. I'm not going to say I called that Vic because, you know, it was whatever. You know, we had, to, we, had to, we had to play one of them, and I said I'll play neither. But, you know what I'm saying? So there's that. Um, I uh, Oh, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, Jalen Waddle, he looked a little... He didn't, it didn't look like he was too injured, but it turned out that he was dealing with some sort of like, I, I believe it was soreness or an injury. Uh, Vic is not here to correct me, to let me know what it is right now. So uh, he was dealing with something, but either way, it looked like they try to limit the fucking bleeding to one receiver, you know what I'm saying, on the Cincinnati Bengals side. And it was Tyreek Hill, you know, demanding those targets, those looks and that deep bomb. He had, he had some good uh, some good plays, man. Uh, if he had he gotten there in the in the in the end zone, he would have probably been the wide receiver one like this whole week four. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where Vic has him right now. Definitely a tier one. Waddle, I would not go out and trade Waddle. I would not, you know, I would hold him right now just because you know just because he had this down game. I believe he had like a down game a couple of games ago. But dude is a wide receiver one in his own right. You know what I'm saying? But with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, adjust your expectations, but still, these are you got to bet on the skill all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who else? Kasiki had a catch. Other than that, you know, Bridgewater came in, and you know the Bengals, the Bengals look good, man. But still, there was a point in the game to where like uh, ne- neither team was really uh, actually taking over. You know, taking the driver's spot. It was a lot of the Dolphins hitting these big plays, making these big stops, and it seems that Joe Mixon fans, you know, they're pretty cool with Mixon right now because they think it's going to get better, but. They can't run the ball, and it seems like they want to run the ball to open up for their passing game. That line is probably their weakest point. I mean, it is the weakest point in their offense right now. But Jamar Chase, he had himself – it was a slow day, but he had himself a good day, especially with that big touchdown um, catch. That dude's too good. I don't understand how that dude can ever be left one-on-one like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to get beat all the time. They're going to go to him all the time. Like he, He's a beast. But T. Higgins, bro – T. Higgins had himself a day, bro. That that boy, that should prove to you to how like good 
these receivers are. You know, Jamar Chase is, is the wide receiver one there for a reason. That doesn't take away anything that T. Higgins brought when Jamar Chase wasn't there. Because when Jamar Chase wasn't there, T. Higgins was the one. And he was treated as such. And even in fantasy, he was treated as a wide receiver one. He was balling out. And you've seen it. Dude, he's very comfortable, bro. You know, he has an extra year with Burrow. You know, granted, Burrow had that injury that season. But still, T. Higgins could be a league winner, bro. I would go, I would go after him. I don't think teams are going to leave uh, Jamar Chase one-on-one too many times, bro. And T. Higgins, he was getting open. He, he looked like he found his groove, you know what I'm saying? With a lot of how the, lot of how the defenses are playing now in, um, in a lot of zones, Higgins knows how to sit to those pockets, bro. So I would go after some Higgins, you know. Uh, I'm trying in some leagues, but, you know, the, his price is being held really high. But if you need a receiver, you know, if you're all running back right now, and hey, bro, or if you need a running back, Higgins, bro. Higgins demands it right now. Uh, Hayden Hurst, he looked, he looked, I'm not sure if he had a touchdown. God damn it. See what happens when you leave me alone, Vic. I don't got these stats in front of me. I just go. Uh, I'm not sure. He did have a touchdown. Yes, yes. Hayden Hurst had a touchdown uh, catch at the, at the very end of the game to steal the deal. Um, he was a good play, bro. I think he's someone you should also be looking at. He's one, he's in that tier of tight ends, like a, you know, like a, like a Robert Tunyon, um, a Gerald Everett and Njoku. He's in, you know, maybe Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Um, he's in that tier of tight end to where I think, you know, you could kind of count on him for a, a nice floor and then a touchdown would just, that'll be the, the cherry on top. So, uh, he's being targeted. He's got hands and he has the trust of trust of Joe Burrow. And it seemed like they went to him early this game. So, yo, if you're, if you're all in on Higgins and fucking, uh, Hayden Hurst, bro. And if you believe that Joe Burrow is that dude, then uh, I would go after uh, Hurst as well. So overall, good game to start that Thursday night uh, matchup. We'll see how the um, next Thursday night begins next week. But hey, man, here we go. Let's go into this. Uh, the start sits. You know what I'm saying? Who I would start? Who I would sit? If you're all in three, bro. You know we've seen all these injuries right now. We're in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it. It's week four. You you need a win. You probably need a win, and it's not. No time to play uh, scared or in love with players. You know what I'm saying? There's some leagues where I would be cool starting Noel Brown over some players. <laughs> uh, but let's see. Uh, last episode, we talked Vikings, Saints, Browns, Falcons. Falcons. The fuck was that? Uh, Commanders, Cowboys, Seahawks, Lions, Titans, Colts, Bears, Giants, and Jags, Eagles. By the way, uh, Vic put, wanted to put this on the Board of Education. Um, with Sterling Shepard out and, like, the young, the young guns that they have uh, right there in New York, I think that this is – if this week, if not any other week in the, in the world, I think this is the week that could be a Kenny Galladay week. <laughs> I think this is one of those weeks, bro. Uh, he, he wanted to put it on, I just said it to the chat and he wanted to put it on the board of education and say, Oh, well, I'll take Pickens cause in draft pick draft Kings, uh, they have him higher than Pickens. So I'll take Pickens. Like, all right. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll do that. That's on the board of education. Even though he knows I love me some Pickens, bro. I got Pickens everywhere I can. He's a beast, bro. And I think he's just going to get better and better and better. And one of my takes was that Pickens by the end of the season will end up being the wide receiver one on that squad and the answer. 
but not this week. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, bro. I'm just kidding. But all right. Uh, let's talk. Uh, and it's, since we're talking Pickens, let's talk Jets uh, Steelers. Accrisher Stadium, the not so scary name stadium. Um, let's talk Steelers side then. I think, you know, the Jets, they they get scored on. You know, Pittsburgh is a favorite right now by 3.5 points. The over-under is 41.5. <sighs> I don't know if I'll take that over. You know, I'll take under that. It, it, it hasn't looked pretty on the Steelers on the Pittsburgh side. But let's go. You're starting Najee because you're starting Najee. I'm starting Najee. I'm with you guys, bro. I'm with you. In the dynasty, I'm starting Najee Harris, bro. I'm pretty sure Victor Guru will start Najee Harris himself. Um, Deontay Johnson. Deontay, even... With the poor play that is Trubisky, even especially in PPR leagues, even with that, Deontay Johnson has been safe. He's Brandon Cooks, what you thought Brandon Cooks would be right now. You know what I'm saying? Catches a touchdown, you know, he has a big week, then hey, then you got yourself some Deontay Johnson fire, you know what I'm saying? So you're always starting Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool. You've been seeing, if you've been watching the Steelers, you've been seeing... Chase Claypool get more and more involved and more targeted on shorter routes, you know, a little bit more out and comeback routes. I don't know his route tree right now, but off the top of the head, but he's been getting involved. If you need a flyer, you know, I wouldn't, I, I never really like to go Claypool. I don't have any stock in him in any of my leagues. So I like to pivot away from Claypool as much as I can, but he's like one of those receivers, you know, if he, if he gets the opportunity, he's going to break one big. You know what I'm saying? If he gets a, an open look in the end zone, he's probably coming down with it. You know, he's a big target. He's a big dude. They get him on those end of rounds. They like him. I just wouldn't trust it because Mitch Trubisky, again, a deep flyer, go ahead. Um, but Pickens would be the deep flyer on this team if I would pick anybody. You know what I'm saying? He saw he was targeted, I believe, eight times last week. Uh, it's just going to go up, bro. And his talent, his talent nonetheless is just, it's just going to happen. It's just going to eventually happen, I think. You know what I'm saying? Um, no offense to Chase Claypool, but I'm just saying that the he just looks like a better... How do I say it? I don't want to say better wide receiver, but he has more talent to him. His uh, radius, his catch radius is wider. You know what I'm saying? He just looks like he has that spark. And I think the Steelers want that spark. And uh, we'll see what happens. Mike Tomlin knows, bro. Mike Tomlin knows, bro. He knows what he got. So I'll be cool with that. Uh, Pat Frymuth with Ben Ugly. I would I would pivot from Pat. You know, this week, it's going to... They're going to have to target him. He probably will get the targets. So safe. Okay, Pat, whatever. I would pivot to Njoku. I would pivot to Tunyon. Robert Tunyon. I've been getting some Tunyon in me. Scratch that shit. Scratch that shit. On my squads. I've been getting some Robert Tunyon on my squads. <laughs> Fuck that. Um... And then I would, I think that's it. Maybe Dalton Schultz if he's is if he's healthy, but other than that, you know, if you if you got Fairmuth, then it's the only probably the only tight end you have right now. So yeah, but I would pivot to Njoku. I would pivot to uh, Robert Tunyon and maybe Everett. No, I would pivot to Everett now that Keenan Allen is out. So those three, uh, if those three, any of those three tight ends are there, you know, you got my my approval this week. But that's it on that side. Let's go do the Jets side. Shout out to uh, Gato de la Ghetto, my cousin. He's a Jets fan. Why? I don't know. He just likes the fucking Jets. But I think the only per person that you can really start and know you will have some value 
is Brees Hall. You know what I mean? I got a lot of pull in Elijah Moore. Let's talk him first. You know, Elijah Moore, his stock came last year with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is not the quarterback right now. You know what I'm saying? The quarterback right now is Joe Flacco. Now, if you have been watching the games, you know, he's been targeting Garrett Wilson way more than Joe Flacco, way more than Elijah Moore. If you have to play Garrett Wilson, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? He looks like the real deal. He's going to do it. I would be more comfortable. (sighs) Shit. So here's the question for you guys. Would you start Chris Olave with Andy Dalton knowing that Jameis Winston is out or Garrett Wilson against the Steelers defense with Joe Flacco throwing in the ball? I think I lean Olave. Man, if you have Wilson, go ahead. But I think Brees Hall, this is a smash smash game for Brees Hall. You've been seeing, even with the sharing, sharing the 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 carries with Michael Carter, who's a good, a cool run, good running back, but not fantasy relevant right now. But even with the the shares, you sit, you're seeing that he's getting it done. And especially in PPR leagues, which I'm going against him this week, I think he's gonna smash. Let's drink some water, ladies and gentlemen. Haven't done that much talk. Haven't done this much talking in a minute. Shout out to Victor the Guru. So, Brees Hall is my only start right now, I think. Um, you got the tight end, Conklin. Yo, he. if you need a tight end, dude, if you, if you need a tight end, if all these other tight ends are taken, if Frymuth is taken... If Njoku's taken, if Everett is taken, if Tunyon is taken, yo, Conklin is going to be, I guess, safe. And for the past three weeks, he's been getting targeted. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, uh, am I, am I taking, <laughs> am I taking Conklin over Firemuth? No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not doing that. But in DFS, I might. <laughs> Just because of how cheap uh, Conklin is, I don't know the DFS price right now, but uh, I would take I would take the Steelers in this game. I think the Steelers will get it done. I think they'll get some things clicking. You know what I'm saying? The past few weeks hasn't been right. This seems like a get-right game for the Steelers at home. Um, Mitch Trubisky, I'm not starting them anywhere, but you know, if you you know, if you're in two quarterback leagues, uh I would pivot anyways. I would pivot anyways. I would not I would not start him even in two quarterbacks leagues. The Buffalo Bills take on the Baltimore Ravens, bro. This is going to be a This is out to be a very very dope game and a very very fantasy filled game. You know, you got players like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis who is iffy, Isaiah McKenzie, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, Devin Duvernay, JK Dobbins, bro. I think the only person that I'm not starting is Dawson Knox and maybe J.K. Dobbins. And that's if I needed to start Dobbins, but I would not start him. Everyone else is definitely in play for me. Gabe Davis, as I said, you know, we don't know if he's going to play because he was dealing with some sort of injury. I don't have enough off the top of my head. Maybe you guys can write a comment. You know what I'm saying? Tell me to prepare better. <laughs> but, you know, Dawson Knox, he hasn't been... And it's not a fault of his. It's just that the targets are going everywhere else. Devin Singletary is definitely in a play for me this weekend. 
You seen uh, last week? Excuse me, excuse me. Sorry about that. I got a frog stuck in my throat. You seen it last week where he was getting the bulk, you know what I'm saying? And it's starting to look like Devin Singletary, what he was supposed to be two seasons ago, three seasons ago, this is what he is now. And he's getting integrated very well with his defense, uh, with his offense. I'm not too sure about the targets, that, but I know that they went up. I know the carries went up. I know they don't trust Zach Moss or James Cook as much as they do Devin Singletary in, in clutch situations. And I think Josh Allen is having a good rapport with him, bro. So Devin Singletary is in there for me as a low-end wide receiver two, maybe a high wide receiver three, you know what I'm saying? A good flex, but that's, you know, that's in deep leagues. I'm in a dynasty where one of my league mates, they're, they're starting him, and he's he's been cool for that squad. You know what I'm saying? So Singletary's in for me. Uh, Bateman, bro. Uh, you know, you seen uh, Bate the Guru. You know, we welcome it in him to the uh, set it and forget it ceremonies. You know what I'm saying? He's a set it and forget it player now. Uh, had the down week last week. Wasn't really a good uh, outing for him. You know what I'm saying? But if there's any game for him to bounce back and get right, you know, second year receiver who's the number one on the squad. Well, number two if you count Mark Andrews. This is a make it or break it in the set and forget it, Vicky. This is the make it or break it for the set and forget it. If he if he has a a bad game, this a bad fantasy game. He never he doesn't really have bad game games. I'm talking about fantasy wise, um, if he has a bad fantasy outing this week, you might have to take him out of the set and forget it. You know, and start you know set it and you know think about it. <laughs> Devin Duvernay, if you need a flyer, hit him up. You know, I, I would. Play him if you need it. Absolutely fire. I'm going up against him this weekend as well. So uh, I'll be biting my nails. And uh, I myself have Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen in my Dynasty League. So it's a beautiful, you know, problem to have. But <laughs> uh, I'm going up against, you know, a Duvernay and then a Gabe Davis. So I don't know. Who do y'all think I should start this weekend? And you know what? I'll go with whatever who, who you guys tell me to start. You know, if there's five people, five of you guys have to tell me who to start, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson this weekend, and I will go with whatever you say. Let me know. Hit me up on the DMs, whatever you do. Comment on the section. I don't know. I don't know where to do it. Let me know. But this game is going to be so much fun. Over-under is 51 points. It's Buffalo by three. <laughs> it's so hard to count Lamar out. I'll take Buffalo by three. I say they cover. I say they cover by three. Yeah. 51 points. What the hell? Let's say the over. Why not? Let's say the over. This this is, you know, it's making out to be a good game out there in uh, MNT Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Supposedly, there was, like, heavy winds right now. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, uh, well, you know, always always check always check that weather. You know what I'm saying? That was one of Victor's uh, uh, rules and tips, you know, in the offseason. You know, check the weather, bro, because the weather does change shit. The weather does change shit. All right, next uh, game, we got the Los Angeles Chargers enter, entering NRG Stadium in Houston, play, facing the Houston Texans 0-2-1. Uh, the over-under is 45. Los Angeles is the favorite by 5.5 points. And I think this is a, this is a correct call. Over-under 45. Uh, I'll say I'll say over. I'll say over. Keenan Allen is out, you know, so and and that's good that actually he's they said he was out on Friday and instead of Sunday morning, you know what I'm saying? Now you have a couple of days to prepare. 
Granted, I've already prepared, you know what I'm saying? I'm starting to make even more, a little bit more preparations just in case. But Keenan Allen is out. And you've seen the squad where what you had last week, you know what I'm saying? When Keenan Allen is out without their one, it's basically just who's going to take it. Mike Williams has been nice. You know, he's been nice, you know, but without that touchdown, I don't know if he's actually getting enough volume for him to be considered a wide receiver one when Keenan Allen is out. He he he's a fucking beast. He's just better than every other defender that's on him. Like he may very well be the most dominant receiver one on one. But you know, Devontae Adams managers and believers. I, I probably disagree with myself saying that. But if you see every time he catches the ball, bro, when Herbert just chucks it up to him, he always gets it. He always gets he's so much more bigger and stronger than everybody else. I don't know if you got if I, if I'm the only one seeing this, I don't I don't know, but he is so much more better. But like I said, the volume hasn't been there, you know what I'm saying? Uh Jalen Guyden, I believe that's his that's his name. I'm forgetting his name. But Guyden, he's out and they brought up wide receiver Jason Moore. So to the from the practice squad, I believe. So Josh Palmer is probably in play for me. You know, if Josh Josh Palmer plays. We've seen when Keenan Allen goes out, he actually comes in clutch. And granted, he came in clutch the last time when they played that game. I believe it was a Thursday night football game when Keenan was out. Um, You saw him get that touchdown late. But Herbert likes to target him, and Herbert was hobbled and last week as well. So what do we do? I think we, last week as well, he was hobbled last week. Fucking idiot. So what do we do? I think you... Throwing Palmer, if you need a strong flex, you know, especially if you're in a PPR, if you can pivot, I would pivot to someone else. Would I pivot to Brandon Cooks? I think I would go Brandon, P- Brandon Cooks on the other side other than Josh Palmer, you know what I'm saying, the number one. And he's going to get right. He's going to get right. The three games, Brandon Cooks hasn't been great, but he's going to get right, and the targets will eventually. The targets and the volume are there, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I would start Cooks over Palmer. Um Gerald Everett is definitely in play for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, when Keenan Allen is out, I'm playing Everett, Everett. We saw him last time. He had the touchdown. He would have had the two touchdowns if, uh, had he uh, stayed, had he not got tired, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Everett's in play. Austin Eckler, man, Austin Eckler. I mean, it's been all right. It's been all right. It's been all right for Eckler managers. It's been cool, but it's not what you drafted Eckler for. But I'm here to tell you, it hasn't been like that for any running back in the top fucking like 10, basically, top six, except for Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, and Derrick Henry just last week. Because other than that, it's a, it's, it, it is a battlefield. It is a wasteland. We don't know what's going on. So Eckler... Temper your expectations, though. He has not been getting that look in the red zone. And that's that's what scared me before Veckler. And it made I made myself like act like like a fool. I was like, oh, well, he's getting the looks in the red zone. This was last season. But then he wasn't. Then he's not getting them this season. You know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe trade him. Trade him for a Dalvin Cook, maybe. A Joe Mixon, even. I don't know, but I don't know if he'll get that trade done. But he's been all right. So, but just temper your expectations with uh, with uh, Austin Eckler. But no, I'm not taking uh, the the backup Spiller. I'm not taking Michelle. I'm not taking them. So, well, we can see. 
how this week goes, and then, hey, we'll come back to it. That defense is still good, though. That defense is still nice. It's still nice as fuck. The Texans side. I'm playing Damian Pierce because it looks like he's actually the one. And uh, if his target volume goes up, I don't want to be I don't want to be the one benching him when his target volume goes up. You know what I'm saying? Because then that's going to be a smash play. Uh, does it get if he gets in the end zone? He's gonna he's it. The fire is on. If he gets in the end zone this week, the fire is on. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing players like James Robinson, uh, Nick Chubb when they're having great games without targets. You know what I'm saying? And then if you throw the touchdown plus a couple targets, goddamn PPR leagues, that's going to be a bombshell. So all in on Damian Pierce, all in on Brandon Cooks, and that's about it on that side. You know what I'm saying? Let's move on. Arizona Cardinals versus the Carolina Panthers. Arizona Cardinals are not the favorite. Carolina is the favorite by 1.0 points. The over-under is 43.5. Uh... I will take the Cardinals in this one. Let's talk about the Panthers because it's real easy. If Christmas Caffrey plays, play him. If he's not playing, don't play anybody else. That's it. I'm out on Anderson. Yeah, Robbie. I'm out on DJ Moore. I'm definitely out on Baker. Definitely out on all the backup running backs. I'm definitely out on any tight end there. I'm out on this whole squad. Even if, if Christmas Caffrey doesn't play, I'm out. Like, I'm all out. You know what I'm saying? And you should probably be making... um adjustments and contingencies if Chris McCaffrey is out because he most likely will be out this weekend. But, hey, he's a beast. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to see him play. But other than that, you're not starting nobody. Uh, Arizona side. Kyler Murray throwing him in. Hope, hopefully he fucking scrambles like a li- little kid who stole his mom's remote or something. <laughs> um, Hollywood Brown, you know, he, he's staying in the fire with Hollywood. You know, he's in that fucking... He's in that tier right now where he's not really tradable and he's not really droppable. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's you got to play him because it's kind of like, okay, well, he, the opportunity, one, is there. Um, and it's been cool. You know, the touchdowns will be nice. I would like to see a little bit more targets down the field and a couple of red zone looks. But other than that, you got to play him. Uh, the Dortch, Greg Dortch, I would not play him because I think that Rondale Moore will be in this week. And if Rondell Moore is healthy, I would go ahead and stash him. He won't be good this week, but probably the coming weeks, even when DeAndre Hopkins returns, I think that Rondell Moore is going to Moore is going to be nice because he's a playmaker. He has those big boom plays, and uh, you you need that. You know what I'm saying? Going down the stretch, you know these waiver wire pickups. I was just telling my boy uh, James P. Top Kevin Bottom in the Five to Life League. Uh, you know the waiver wire pickup might have been. Curtis Samuel, you know what I'm saying? Up to now, you know, but we'll see how it goes the rest of the season. So pick up Rondell Moore, stash, stash him. Uh, James Conner, if uh, Conner's playing, you're playing him, you know what I'm saying? Don't get cute. And Ertz, he's been very, very nice, bro. I would start Ertz over Everett. I would start Ertz over Tunyon right now. I would start Ertz over, who else did I say? Uh, Frarymuth, Conklin, and uh, I don't know if I'll start him over in Joku. Maybe, maybe. I think I'll start Ertz over in Joku. Kyler Murray runs around a lot. <laughs> but that's it. Uh, I'll take the uh, the Cardinals this game. And, uh, you know, if you're betting on this game, you better put it in right now. You know what I'm saying? And I'll take the 43 points. Uh, I'll take the under because I think that McCaffrey doesn't play. 
but come back to me on that. Let's take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. I need to get some water. I need to breathe a little bit. And then we'll get back to the rest of these matchups, all right? And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for waiting. Would I really take Ertz over Njoku this week? I think Njoku's going <sighs> to... They're playing the Falcons. Falcons are horrible on uh, with the tight ends, man. Let me know. Y'all let me know who y'all would play. Would y'all play Ertz or Njoku? Let me know. If you needed a big tight end play. I know Ertz has been nice. Who am I kidding? It's Ertz, right? It's, it's fucking Zach Ertz. Who the fuck am I kidding? All right. New England Patriots enter Lambeau Field to face Aaron Rodgers. Discount double check. The Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are favored by 9.5 points. The over-under is 40 points. I would take the under on that because I think the Packers are going to do all the scoring. On the Patriots side, I have a lot of Damian Harris. You know, we know the news that Mac Jones is now officially out. You have uh, Brian Hoyer. I believe Hoyer was Michigan State boy. Um, yeah, Damian Harris, I I think you have to throw him in because of the usage. and But they're just going to be down. So if you have to, you probably are going to throw him in. If you can somehow get Ramondre Stevenson, bro, I think this is a Ramondre Stevenson smash play, bro. Just because of the fact that they need to stay in the game. They need to get back in the game. Or they need to just play four quarters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Balachek is not going to let them go down so easily. And Ramondre is a big playmaker, bro. We've seen, we seen a big week last week. And I think if you have Ramondre, I think this is it. I think this is that time, bro. I'm calling it. I'm calling the, the Ramondre Stevenson breakout game on this, the Green Bay Packers. So if you have him, start him. I would start him over Damian Harris. And that's risky. That's risky business because the, pa- the Patriots, they may just, they may just want to just keep running out the, the ball, the clock and, you know, take it on the chin and dip out. But I don't think that Belichick is like that. So other than that, you're not starting anybody else. I think if you had to, maybe Devontae Parker, maybe, but I wouldn't. I'll stay. I'll just stay away from everybody else. Everybody else. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Bill. Let's switch over to the Packers side. You know what I'm saying? Rodgers in play. Aaron Jones in play. Now, the wide receiver situation is where it gets a little funky. But Robert Tunyon, as I said, is in play for me. If I have Tunyon or if he's on the, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if, if, you know, if I had like Noah Fant or something, you know, or I don't even know, like if I would start Robert Tunyon. If I had someone like Dawson Knox on my squad, I would start Tunyon. If I had someone like... Evan Ingram this week, I would start Tunyon. If I had someone like Cole Komet, I would start Tunyon. You know, Janu Smith, I would start Tunyon. You know, it just starts going down like that in that tier. So Tunyon will be a good play. And once this offense settles in, he's going to get some touchdown looks, bro. Rodgers is going to get it to him, bro. Once Rodgers starts clicking, he's going to get it to him. A.J. Dillon in this game is obviously in play because I think that the both of the backs, every week they could be set it and forget it. But... You know, Dylan is still technically the backup, but this is a good game for him right here. I think uh, both uh, running backs are nice this week. The wide receiver room. You know, we saw what happened last week, you know, with Romeo Dubs. You know, I put him in. You know, Romeo must dub, homie. Um, That was because Christian Watson was out. Now, we know that Christian Watson is healthy, 
Is he going to get the same scheme? Is he going to be that number two or possibly number one receiver? I don't know. But what I do know is that when Romeo Dobbs showed out in preseason, he showed the fuck out without Aaron Rodgers. When Romeo Dobbs had the chance to show out last week, Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur went to him early, fast, and quick. That whole game, they had eight targets, eight receptions, and that early touchdown. I would go on the flyer on Romeo Dobbs, but my expectations will be tempered, but I do expect a touchdown. If you have Alan Lazard as well, I would throw Lazard in. You know, Lazard is comfortable, and I think as the game goes on, a touchdown will save his week, but it should be a very safe floor. It should be about 10 points. You know what I'm saying? Safe floor. This is deep leagues. You know what I'm saying? This is deep leagues I'm talking. You know? Then I wouldn't start Watson. But I'm in, bro. I'm in on the Robio Dobbs. You know, I'm giving it one more week. One more week to show, I guess, the skill. And I'm not necessarily looking for too much dominance. But if the dominance is there, hey, bro, Romeo Dobbs is in for me. This is a this is a big week for the rookie wide receivers. You know, Garrett Wilson, Romeo Dobbs, Chris Olave, Drake London, you know, Alec Pierce. You know, it's all good matchups for them. Well, maybe not Pierce, but you know what I'm saying? This is that week, bro. And um, we're starting to break away. You know, you're starting to see... Uh, you know, fantasy managers starting to, you know, break away. Like, who actually did their homework in the offseason? You know what I'm saying? Who's actually going after these guys? Who's actually constructing their team well? So, now, week four is going to be that big. This is a this is going to be a big week for uh, NFL teams, rookie wide receivers, and fantasy managers, bro. This is a big week, week four. You know, you're going into the next tier, the next uh, level, I would say. Uh, I'll take the Packers in this game. Next. Denver Broncos go to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. The line is Las Vegas by negative 2.5. The over-under is 45 points. I will take that under. I would have took it over had you asked me in the morning, but I thought about this game a lot because <laughs> I do have Russ in one of my leagues, and it's not pretty. You know, I'm in second place, but it's not pretty. You know, I lost because of him. It, that wasn't pretty, you know last week but if there was ever a get right game it's this game for Russell Wilson the Raiders defense hasn't been you know the Raiders had always a cool defense they was they was all right but they haven't been a good defense this year they're 0-3 I believe they're the only 0-3 team in the AFC correct me if I'm wrong and the NFC I believe correct me if I'm wrong so this could be a get right game Jerry Judy is back and he's healthier than he was last week. Last week, I think he was he was very healthy, very unhealthy. Uh, he had that injury, I believe, on his rib or something like that. Cortland Sutton doing big things. If there's ever a big game for that connection between Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton, this is that game. Javante Williams, you're throwing him in, of course. Malvin Gordon, I would, if you had to start, start Mar- Malvin, that's, you know, that's a strong flex. But uh, not this game. I think this game is very uh, get right for this offense. It's going to be a lot of passing, a lot of uh, giving it to their playmakers, you know, Javante, Cortland, Sutton. And I would start Sutton, and I would start Javante. And, yes, I would start Russell Wilson. (laughs) 
you know, I, you know, the, the big question was, would I start Russell Wilson over Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence versus the Eagles defense? And that's a scary situation right there, bro. You know, the, the you know the Jags have been fun. They've been a fun team to watch. And, you know, like Vic and I said last episode, this might just be an awakening. You know what I'm saying? It might just be, a, you know, it might just be an awakening for the Jags. So I'll take Russell Wilson this week if he gives me another dud week. He may be a drop candidate, bro. He may be a drop candidate because in deep leagues, I'm talking like 12, 14 manager leagues. It's just so tough, man. Who would you play? Who would you guys play over Russell Wilson this week? I would play Tom Brady. I would play. I would play Jared Goff this week. Yes, I said that. I would play Kirk Cousins against the Saints. <laughs> I'll play Mariota against the Browns. And I would play Danny Dimes against the Bears. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. That sounds nasty as fuck. That sounds nasty as fuck, but I'm playing Russ. So we're going to see if it, if it gets right. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully it gets right. Hopefully uh, Dolchich, their, their tight end. What's his name? Uh, I have him on one of my leagues, my dynasty league, actually. I have him in my IR spot. Pro tip, you know, just get these players on the IR. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Greg Dolchich. Uh, hopefully when he comes back, you know, he's kind of that other option that Russ can just kind of dump off to and get things clicking. You know, just because a team is bad and they have like one star player, sometimes that just doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Even in fantasy land, <laughs> fantasy football land. That's, the best outcome for players to get their points is teams getting it together in all aspects of the game. Clicking, the run game. First, the blocking, because the blocking schemes open up the run game. The run game opens up the passing game. The passing game opens up the defense, which opens up chances to get targets, which opens up chances to get catches, which opens up touchdown looks. You know what I'm saying? So things, that might have been stupid as fuck. <laughs> I'm just rambling. <clears throat> But that's what I mean. So maybe uh, Greg Dolchich can be that other piece that Russell Wilson has been looking for. Hey, and Russ has, you know, throughout his career, he's always had a good tight end, you know, to dump it off to, you know. But, you know, Metcalf was there. But even with Metcalf there, no tight end without Will Disley, they were not clicking as much as they should have been over there in Seattle. You know, look at it closely. Las Vegas. All right, let's go on the, the Raiders side. You're starting Devontae Adams. You know, I had that... Um, Bad call on Josh Jacobs last week, but he was all right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would not start Josh Jacobs. I would start Waller, however. You know, Darren Waller, you know, he's been very uh, very skeptical, you know, but I think Waller, I think he has a get-right game here. You know what I'm saying? I think this is a get-right game for a lot of players like Waller, Wilson, Pitts, um, Dalvin Cook, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and Dalvin's back, ladies and gentlemen. If y'all didn't know, Dalvin Cook is... Um, He's healthy, <laughs> but um, who else? Who else is homeboy? Who else is the is the the dude that took over for the Raiders? God damn it! It's fucking. It's gonna mess with my fucking head. Let's see. Let's look for it. We're gonna go on my fantasy squads because he was on some waivers, but I don't know which one it is. Y'all fucking uh, yeah. What the fuck, Novin? Mac Hollins, bro. Mac Hollins. Last week, the big fucking eleven targets, eight receptions. A touchdown for 158 yards. Yeah. 
Yeah, bro. Um, with uh, Hunter Renfro out. Hey, man, Sertain is going to have to go to Adams. He's going to have to take on Adams. They're going to have to take on Waller. I'll play Matt Collins. Why not? Why not? He looks like he, 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 it feels like one of those players, like how last year's Travis Fulgham, you know what I'm saying? Where they just had those three weeks of just fantasy gold. Just, you know what I'm saying? Where just every week it was happening, you know? Why not? Why not? If you need Matt Collins, you know, if you're out, like I, like I'm out, I'm out. Almond Ross St. Brown and Keenan Allen. If you think I should start Noah Brown, say I. If you think I should start Matt Collins, say I. I. I don't know, bro. The people have spoken. <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take the Raiders this game. I think the Raiders win this game. But even though it is a get right game for the Broncos. I think they just get at 45. I know there's a lot of problems both sides. And I will pick the Raiders. I'll pick the Raiders to cover. Carlson's a good-ass fucking kicker. So I'll take the Raiders' game. Yeah, just incredible. That's to you, boy. All right, next game. The Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know that Tampa Bay, that they were early in the week, that they might have gotten evacuated because of the hurricane. But... It was downgraded to a storm, but those fucking videos and pictures on Twitter, bro, they <laughs> they would say otherwise, bro. You got fucking sharks swimming in the streets, bro. Fuck, what? When you got sharks swimming in the fucking streets, I'm out. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck all that, bro. The line is even. The line is even. The over-under is 45.5. It's funny because my boy James, uh, he asked me, who do you got, Chiefs or Bucks? And I said, I think the Chiefs, the book. The Chiefs, huh? I don't know who I got this game. Let's talk through it. Both teams are two and one. Uh, let's talk about the Kansas City side. Kansas City, you know, you're starting Mahomes, right? Because of where you drafted him, where you got him. Kelsey, throwing him in there, baby. And I think that may be it. You know, I just traded for Clyde Edwards-Helaire. You know, even though after I told you guys to trade away Clyde Edwards-Helaire. But I needed a running back, bro. I needed a running back. And NBA Jam rules, bro. If these, if it happens three times in a row, then that's fire. You know what I'm saying? But this fire can be put out definitely with this uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. But I had a trade for him because I needed a running back. But I think that's it. I think, I, you know, it's, you can throw Juju in there and hopefully, you know, hopefully he gets like a touchdown. Maybe Juju gets a big touchdown run or a touchdown catch or you know, maybe one of those little inside the red zone option plays that uh, Mahomes likes to do and read. If you want to take the the flyer on Sky Moore, the Skywalker Moore, I wouldn't. I would pivot away from it. <laughs> I think people are more in on MVS, but I'm totally out on MVS, like in all leagues. And Sky Moore, I picked him up in one league. You know, I stashed him. Maybe I'll feel good about playing them. Maybe not. But I, I think I'll pivot. But if, they, if there's any game where the Chiefs need, you know, some young talent to actually blossom, you know, like I said, you got the rookie wide receiver week. This 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 will be that week, bro. Put them on notice. You know what I'm saying? Over-under is 45.5. Let's go to, let's go to the Buccaneers side. Tom Brady, I think, uh, it's a get right game for him. You know, last week, you know, everyone was all out because no one was there. And as you should have been, but Leonard Fournette going to be nice. I think, I think Leonard Fournette has a fucking badass game this week too. 
I don't know who would have a better game between uh, Leonard Fournette or... Who would y'all... Who would y'all... Ugh, never mind. That's a stupid question. Leonard Fournette. Let's see. Or Cordell Patterson this week. Who would y'all take? Who would y'all take? I was going to say Leonard Fournette or Derrick Henry, but... <laughs> that's stupid. Mike Evans, he's back from the suspension, so I think you're taking him too as well. You know, it's always... Don't look at it. Just start Mike Evans. He'll get a touchdown, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? And he'll... You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You have a nice floor with Mike Evans. Chris Godwin and Julio Jones are both questionable, but I think Julio Jones will be back. I think Chris Godwin will not be back. You've seen, uh, you know, he had that hamstring issue as well. It was the hamstring or the growing. I'm not sure. But Keenan Allen was out with his hamstring this week. I think, you know, players are starting to rest as bye weeks are coming up. I don't know if Godwin plays, but even if he does play, you know, if Godwin plays, I'll, I'll play him. I'll play him. I'll play him over Julio. If Godwin doesn't play, I'll play Julio over Godwin, obviously. <laughs> and that's about it on that side. You know, stash Rashad White because, um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for the Bucks, said that they're going to start giving Rashad White looks. Now, I don't know if that's just to take some of the load off of Fournette, you know, because they don't want an injury because Fournette has been injury bone in the, in the past. Um, I don't know if it's because, you know, they want to see what they got with their young rookie. Or I don't know if it's just smoke him blowing and, you know, they're going to go heavy on Fournette this game. Either way, <laughs> I think you should stash him because Rashad White could get some of the passing work. And we're seeing, you know, I've said it before, Brady likes those pass-catching running backs. Yes, he's dumping it off to Landon Fournette. But if there is a chance, in fact, where Rashad White does get integrated more in this offense, he could break off for a big play, bro, and that could that could be put on some um some uh some waiver wires. You know what I'm saying? He'll be a waiver pickup, especially even if Fournette were to ever go down. So I would be stashing Rashad White now. You know what I'm saying? I know we always say that, like, oh, you should stash him. I think you should you should you know this was coming from the coach, from the offensive coordinator on the squad, saying they need to get him more looks. And now I'm fucking stalling because I don't know who to pick, <laughs> who's who to win. But uh, I'll say the Buccaneers. I'll take the Buccaneers this game. I know I told my boy James the Chiefs earlier. Like he had, he told me to pick. I'll take the Buccaneers, bro. And then ask me again Sunday morning. <laughs> what do you guys got this game, bro? Who the fuck do you guys got this? The line is even is what I'm looking at right now. I'm, I'm looking at ESPN right now, the, the schedule. I'm not looking at the DraftKings line. So y'all let me know what that is. Drink your water, stay hydrated, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Monday night, October 3rd, <clears throat> Levi's Stadium. The Los Angeles Rams, 2-1, and one, take on the San Francisco 49ers, 1-2. and two. The line is San Francisco by 1.5, bro. The over-under is 42.5. Damn, that makes that shit tough, bro. Let's talk about the Rams side. Cooper Cup, always in. And I'm playing against Cooper Cup. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a bad week for me. I'm going up against Sour DJ, bro. Shout out to Sour DJ, the champ. The returning champ. I know he'll like that. <laughs> um, and it, it gets difficult after that. You know, the 49ers defense, they ain't no joke, bro. And especially when it comes down to just, it just seems like this is the brand new 
uh, Ravens versus Steelers. Y'all, y'all remember those Ravens versus Steelers years? You know what I'm saying? Where they would just go at it, and it didn't matter who you had on offense or defense. It was going to be a fucking battle, and that's how this is. You know what I'm saying? Um, if if you have Cam Akers, you probably have already pivoted already. There's probably better options on your bench or in your lineup right now. Um, I would not start him in DFS either, even though they have been giving him the looks. It's going to be a crazy game, bro. It's going to be a defensive game. It looks like Tyler Higby is a smash game. I think this game this week, he has been very, how do I say it? Very giving for fantasy at tight end. You know what I'm saying? Cause tight ends are fucking, you know, they're a dime a dozen, bro. And uh, he's been very consistent. You know, he's in that tier just above that Zach Ertz, you know, Everett, you know. He's just below the the Waller Pitts, you know what I'm saying, that type of tier, you know what I'm saying. So he's probably he might be at that Pitts tier right now. You know, he's been doing better than him. So uh, Higby is a smash play. Allen Robinson, if I can pivot, if I could pivot, I would pivot away from Allen Robinson. I would start Brandon Ayuk on the other side. I would start Julio Jones. And I would start, I think I would start Juju over Allen Robinson this week. But he's getting red zone looks, bro. So if he does get a touchdown pass, it's probably a league winner, bro, because it's a Monday night. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I would pivot. But if you need to start him, start him. Other than that, I'm not going to start Stafford. I'm not going to start any quarterback here. Uh, I would start Russell Wilson over Stafford. I would start Jared Goff over Stafford this game. You know, it, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool, but you want that big boom Monday night game. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why you play Monday night fantasy football to get that Monday night miracle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to need the miracle to go opposite from me because I'm playing against Cooper Cup, but that's not your problem. That's my problem. <laughs> Daryl Henderson, I'm not playing uh, Daryl Henderson. Uh, you, it's obviously that Cam Makers is the guy now. The transition has been made, so uh, it was good while it lasted. Anyone else? I'm not I'm not starting. Let's go to the 49ers side. 49ers, San Francisco. Debo's in, bro. I know Debo, everyone has been like kind of pissed at Debo right now. I don't really understand it. You know, so I don't really understand it. Only simply on the fact because he's giving you solid work and he's giving you wide receiver one work, money. You know what I'm saying? It's just the touchdowns haven't been there, you know, what they drafted him for. I'll be real. I've drafted fucking Debo like later in some second rounds in, in a couple of leagues, bro. Remember in the mocks, he was going at the beginning of the fucking third, bro. So, I mean, I got him at a value, and I'm I'm cool with how Debo's been playing, you know what I'm saying? But then again, if you drafted him at your one, then it's probably yeah, it's probably not good for your squad, you know what I'm saying? It's probably not the best, but it's still good. Like I said, I'll start Brandon Ayuk in this game. I think Ayuk, he does continue the path on getting targeted, getting looks, and, you know, the dude is a high draft capital pick. I forget what pick. I believe it was, uh, I don't want to say first round. Was it first round? Correct me if I'm wrong. Dude got skill, bro, you know, and uh, we're starting to see it. And with Jimmy Garoppolo there, you know, it wasn't pretty last week, but there is a connection there. So we'll see how that goes. Um, George Kittle. Look, man, uh, here's the here. Okay, so with George Kittle, this is what you got to temper your expectations. But pray for a touchdown look because they're running the ball. They're starting to run the ball, and they're they're a running team. And he's always been that third down tight end. But they're using him more in blocking situations. I think if the run game gets going for San Francisco, 
I think that. <laughs> yeah, I think George Kittle will be will be nice if that makes sense because it'll open it up and there'll be a couple of plays where he sneaks in. I think he becomes a slippery, a slippery like screenplay in the end zone to get in there. So Kittle isn't play for me because it is a Monday night and because of where you drafted him. I think he will be all right. There's definitely a make or break game, but I think he'll be all right. Who am I taking this game? San Francisco is a favorite by 1.5. I'll take the Rams this game. I think uh, they do enough to get it done, and I will take the under on 42.5. I think it's a defensive, scrappy game. Uh, there's going to be some interceptions. There's going to be some fumbles. It's going to be it's going to be a crazy game up there in Santa Clarita, and uh, you know I'm always hyped for these type of games. So let me know what y'all think, man. If y'all have questions, y'all have start sit recommendations, questions, y'all need answers. Like I said, our DMs are always open. You can hit me up at Novid Ortiz. You can hit up my boy Victor Guru at Victor93 till. We're always open to talk, man. Not just about uh fantasy football, about regular football, about basketball, sports, baseball, MMA, definitely. If you guys are, you know, you guys been UFC 280 is right around the corner, bro. And we have started a fantasy MMA league. It's a UFC league. If y'all, if y'all want to learn, man, like, hit us up, bro. Like this shit's getting, it's gonna about to get popping again. It's been a little slower, you know, because of the, you know, the missed weeks, and then you know they have a uh, some fight nights that are, that are not like too big. Hey, but let me know, bro. We're looking to expand this fantasy MMA. So that's our uh, that's our fantasy forecast for this week, week four. I hope you guys, you know. Get that dub. I hope everything for you guys and nothing for your fucking uh, enemies right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, I do need to win in, a, in, a, in all my leagues. You know, not just to uh, stay stay afloat, but also to stay on top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the 5 to Life League, I'm facing that boy, Sally DJ, bro. The fucking returning champ. So, y'all have faith for me right there. Let's talk some college football right here, bro. All right, bro. Tomorrow, tonight, actually, tonight, uh, what number, what is that? 15, numbers 15, Washington is playing the UCLA Bruins. You clowns lost against Bruins. <laughs> uh, Washington, Washington is up seven to two. So, damn, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, both teams are four and oh, so that's an interesting, I might just tune in right now after this. We'll see what's up. Um, yesterday you had Utah State, uh, playing, uh, number 19, BYU, BYU won 38 to 26. So that was cool. This week, SE baby, number six in the country, are facing off against the Arizona State Sun Devils at the Coliseum, baby. We home. USC is is favorited by 25.5 points. The over-under is 60 points. Hell yeah, baby. We saw the it was a pretty uh pretty scary week last week, you know, but we pulled it through. And it was weird, man. It just seemed like Caleb was off. Like that seemed like one of those Thursday night games. But I'm glad we could overcome over. I'm glad we overcame it. You know, it's funny. Uh, we we're watching. I was watching it with my uncles, my family, and um, my brother brought his coworker over, and he's an SC fan too, us right. But you know, they're drinking whatever, and he starts to say, "Oh, this is too much for them, bro. This <laughs> is the the." It's too much for them. You know, they're, it's too much pressure. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it the whole fucking game. You know, and I wanted to tell him like, bro, shut the fuck up. You're causing this. <laughs> and then he had to, he had to go. So he left, you know, he took an Uber or whatever. And then as soon as he left, 
as he turned it around. So <laughs> don't say that uh, we don't believe in superstition, but but the Trojans are facing off against Arizona State Sun Devils, bro. I like Essie in this game. You know, another. I think this should be another bounce back game. But Arizona State, always a formidable defense, always a formidable team. Pac-12, you know, rivalries. I used to love going to uh, Sun Devil Stadium. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I see it's another get bright game. Number four, Michigan facing off against Iowa. This should be a good game right here. You know, Michigan's favored by 10.5 points. Over under is 42. I'll take Michigan in this game, but not without a fight. Uh, 4-0 Michigan, 3-1 Iowa. Iowa's always tough, you know what I'm saying, in that Big Ten. We'll see how that goes, but I'll take Michigan in this game. Number seven, they they stay undefeated, 4-0, taking on Ole Miss, undefeated 4-0 as well. Number 14, the over-under is 54.5 points, and the favorite to win this game is Miss Ole Miss by 6.5 points. Damn. I haven't really caught an Ole Miss game, bro, but I did see Kentucky last week. Um, Kentucky number seven. I'll go with number seven, bro. I think they've been through that adversity, but Ole Miss, I, I, need, I need to catch one of them games, bro. I'll take, uh, I'll take uh, Kentucky. Number 18, Oklahoma takes on TCU undefeated 3-0, Oklahoma 3-1. The line is Oklahoma 5.5 and the over-under is 50, 69.5. God damn, bro. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Oklahoma, you saw them lose. You know, have that um, big loss last week. It wasn't really a big loss, but, you know, it was definitely an upset. Uh, I will take Oklahoma this game as a get-right game, you know, back to them. They're, t- they're, still, they're still too talented of a group to be, you know, losing back-to-back games. But if TCU ends up beating them, ugh, I'd watch out. Purdue taking on, 2-2 two two Purdue taking on number 21, Minnesota, 4-0. The line is Minnesota, 11.5 points. Over-under is 52 points. If they were playing in Purdue, I would have took Purdue just because my boy Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying? But they're not, so I'll take Minnesota this game. Texas Tech playing number 25, Kansas State. Excuse me. Um... Texas Tech three and one. You saw they had the close game last week, and Kansas State is three and one as well. The line is Kansas State by seven point five points. Over under is fifty six point five. So it's, they predict this to be a close game too. I'll take Texas Tech, bro. I think they played good last week. You know they almost had it. Um, Kansas State, they're they you know they always have good players, but I think that this year Texas Tech they're gonna be ducking and dodging, bro. Especially in that Big Twelve. We'll see. Uh, we'll see this game how, how it ends up. But I'll take Texas Tech this game, bro. Then we got Oregon State versus number twelve Utah. Twelve Utah is three and one. Oregon State three and one. Obviously, <laughs> the line is Utah by ten point five points. Over under is fifty four point five. You know Utah they had that loss, but you know we've seen Oregon State. You know they play good defense. They were playing good defense against SC. Um, but I think they're playing a lot over their head. Their running back is nice. But Utah, they were still the they came in as the favorite, you know, under under um SC in the Pac 12. So I'll take Utah this game and I will take them to cover this game. Now here we go. Number two, Alabama versus number 20, Arkansas. Alabama number is 4-0. Arkansas 3-1. The line is Bama by 17 points. Over under 61. I I don't know if this game is a lot closer. It's hard, it's hard to uh predict them Bama games. You know what I'm saying? Because it could just be a shootout and they come out with a win, or it could just be an absolute domination. I'll take Bama this game, but I hope for a fight from Arkansas. Hope Arkansas puts on a good fight and hopefully upsets them. So we'll see there. 
Rutgers taking on number three, Ohio State. Ohio State is 4-0. They look good, bro. Ohio State looks very good, especially their week last week. They're tied in. Homeboy, I believe it's Slater or something like that. <coughs> Excuse me. That boy is bad as fuck. That that connection between the, the quarterback, I forget his name. Oh, that that Ohio State looks scary, bro. Ohio State looks very scary. The line is Ohio State 39 points. Over under is 58. Yeah, I'll take Ohio State against Rutgers. Number nine, Oklahoma State takes on 16. Baylor 3-1. Oklahoma State 3-0. The Lion is Baylor by 2.5. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. The Big 12 got some hitters, bro. The Big 12 got some hitters. The over-under is 55.5. I'll go... I'll go Baylor this game. Why not? I haven't really seen Baylor play too much, but I think the matchmakers, they know what they're doing. You know, they set the line right there. It's going to be a close game, but I'll take Baylor for the big upset. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Next, Northwestern versus at number 11, Penn State, Penn State 4-0, Northwestern is 1-3. I'll take Penn State. The line is at 2.5, I mean 25.0, and the over-under is 50.5. I'll take Penn State, the Nittany Lions right there. Why not, bro? Why not? All right, here we go. This is uh, supposed to be uh, the matchup of the week. Number 22, Wake Forest, 3-1, takes on number 23, Florida State, 4-0. The line is Florida State by 6.5. The over-under is 66. I'm going to take Florida State in this one, bro. I think Florida State takes this one. Both ACC uh, schools. Florida State, I think they just have a better, overall better squad than Wake Forest. I've seen both these teams play, and uh, I'll take Florida State in this game, bro. Texas A&M, number 17, 3-1, take on Mississippi State, 3-1 as well. The line is Mississippi State by four points. Over-under is 45.5. Woo! Okay, are we doing this? This is the SEC. Um, I'll take A&M this game. I'll go against the line. I'll take A&M this game. I'll, you know, and I'll take them. We'll see what happens. Number one, Georgia versus Mizzou. Georgia 4-0. Mizzou is 2-2. Two and two. The line is Georgia by 29 points. Over under 54 points. Yeah, I'll take Georgia this game too. Missouri doesn't have that. I think Georgia's going to probably stay undefeated until they face someone like, um, uh, Maybe Bama. <laughs> Maybe Bama. But we'll see. So I'll take Georgia this game. Number 10, NC State takes on number five, Clemson. Both teams are undefeated. The line is Clemson by 7.0 points. Over-under is 45 points. I'm going to take Clemson this game, bro. I think Clemson, they're honestly, they're a scary team as well, bro. Don't don't let uh, the Trevor Lawrence leaving fool you. They're a scary fucking team. I'll take uh, Clemson over NC State. But... NC State, they could put, they've been playing good ball. They, they could put up a good uh good fight. They got a good defense right there. All right, number 24, Pittsburgh. They're three and one. Takes on Georgia Tech. One and three. The line is Pittsburgh by 22. Over under is 48. I'll take Pitt and that one, bro. That one's a no-brainer. And my boy, um, my boy uh Keaton Slovis is out there. Shout out to Keaton. And then uh the night game, Stanford versus number 13, Oregon. Three and one Oregon takes on Stanford one and two. The line is Oregon by 17. The over-under is 62.5. God damn, bro. You know, Oregon is uh is that team that's always in it. You know what I'm saying? They just always seem to be in the mix. Stanford, they don't really have anything that scares you, especially even on the defensive side. I'll take Oregon. Shout out to my boy Ray Ray, you know, the second champ in the Five to Life League. Uh graduate, an alumni from Oregon. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll take Oregon there, bro. This is a good Pac-12 matchup. Let's check on that uh UCLA Washington game. 
Oh, okay. So UCLA ended up scoring. It is 9-7 now. So we'll see what's up. Hopefully uh, UCLA stays, you know, they run undefeated too, you know, because I, I, I think SC goes undefeated in the Pac-12. And uh, hopefully, you know, that game, that fucking, you know, the Crosstown rivalry, bro. Oof, that's going to be great. But uh, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Like I said, we appreciate everything. Please subscribe, rate, review. Peace out. All right, so this is a no education podcast.